Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Monday, March 6, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. The regular season is done and it's time for championship week. Seven days from right now, we'll be talking about the NCAA tournament bracket, but we still have a lot of business to take care of before we get to that point. The weekend got started on Friday night with some good news for the Miami Red Hawks. They did lose to Buffalo in their game, but they also got all the help they needed with other teams losing to clinch the eighth seed in the MAC tournament. Miami now plays top-seeded Toledo on Thursday at 11 a.m. at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland. Given where Miami was in the conference standings on February 14th at 2-11, it's a testament to their progress that they even made it into the field. The Red Hawks won four in a row before dropping the Buffalo game and will now have a chance at a major upset on Thursday. Dayton is going into the A-10 tournament off a loss after falling on the road at St. Louis on Friday night to close the regular season. It was a fairly close game throughout, but the Billikens had the lead most of the game. They took the lead at 26-25 with about nine minutes left in the first half and went on to win 65-61. Dayton finished the season 20-11 overall and 12-6 in the Atlantic 10. The Flyers have a double bye and play Thursday at 5 in their first game of the A-10 tournament. Louisville finished with a 75-60 road loss to number 13 Virginia. Louisville closed the regular season 4-27 overall and 2-18 in the ACC. The Cardinals are the 15 seed in the ACC tournament and will play Boston College at 4-30 on Tuesday afternoon. Despite all the odds stacked against number 23 Kentucky and a very long, choppy game, the Wildcats closed their roller coaster regular season with an 88-79 win at Bud Walton Arena against Arkansas. Kentucky was without both Cason Wallace and Severe Wheeler, but they got an unreal performance from Antonio Reeves. He poured in 37 points, and Jacob Toppin had 21. Kentucky went 21-10 overall and 12-6 in SEC play. The Wildcats earned a double bye in the SEC tournament, and they will be the number three seed. They'll be the last game of the SEC tournament on Friday night, likely around 9.30 Eastern time. They'll play the winner of Vanderbilt and whoever Vanderbilt plays between LSU and Georgia. Number 19, Xavier, ended their season with a revenge win over Butler on Saturday night at the Cintas Center. It was Butler head coach Thad Mata's return to Cintas after leaving to take the Ohio State job all the way back in 2004 when he was at the time the Xavier head coach. Jack Nunji, Sule Boom, and Adam Kunkel were all honored before the game for their senior night ceremony, presented with engraved swords instead of the usual framed jerseys. Nunji does have another year of eligibility should he choose to return. Colby Jones has been on a tear lately for Xavier, taking over the last three games. He had 20 points on Saturday night, Kunkel added 18, Boom had 11, and Nunji had 10. Xavier got out to a comfortable lead in the first half, but as has been the case so frequently this season, they gave a lot of that progress away to start the second half. Butler responded to take a two-point lead, but a 12-2 run from Xavier gave the Musketeers the lead for good. The other big news, as reported by Adam Baum late Sunday night, is that Zach Fremantle is done for the season and will have surgery on Tuesday for his foot. 
He has not played since the January 28th loss to Creighton. And now the Musketeers will have to play through March without their third leading scorer and their leading rebounder. Given how well Xavier has played in the last month without Zach, I don't think this really changes my expectations for what they can do in the postseason. It does severely hurt their depth if Jack Nunji gets in foul trouble, but all hope is not lost because of this injury. The margin for error is small, but Xavier has proved very capable without him. Xavier went 23-8 on the season and 15-5 in the Big East. The Musketeers play at 7 on Thursday night in the quarterfinals of the Big East tournament against the winner of the Seton Hall-DePaul game. Because of some results around the league that I'll get to in a minute, Creighton ended up with the three seed, which means that Xavier, should they advance to the semis on Friday night, will play the winner of Creighton and likely Villanova, assuming Nova can beat Georgetown on Wednesday. Again, Creighton got the three seed, so if Nova beats Georgetown on Wednesday and Xavier wins on Thursday night, the semifinal would be Xavier and whoever wins that Creighton-Nova game. Cincinnati also won on Senior Day, beating SMU 97-74 on Sunday afternoon in their last regular season game as members of the American Athletic Conference. This was win number 20 on the season for Cincinnati, who finished 20-11 overall and 11-7 in the American. On his senior day, David DeJulius had an afternoon he'll remember for a long time. He had 30 points to go along with six assists. The Michigan transfer has had a memorable career in a Bearcat uniform, and he certainly left his mark at Fifth Third Arena. Landers Nolly had 24, and Jeremiah Davenport added 12. It was a weird scheduling quirk for UC, who had a week off leading into this game and now has to wait until Friday for their AAC tournament opener. The Bearcats are the four seed and will be playing Temple at 3 Eastern on Friday afternoon, with the winner of that game likely facing Houston on Saturday, also at 3 Eastern. Let's talk about tonight. There is only one area game, and it is Northern Kentucky, who plays at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in the Horizon League semifinals against Youngstown State. The Norse split the season series against the Penguins, with NKU winning in double overtime all the way back on December 1st and Youngstown winning the recent rematch on February 4th by 18. Marquez Warwick only had six points in that February game, but he dropped 30 in the game in December. Sam Vinson was the one who had a nice game against Youngstown in February, scoring 18. Betfred Sportsbook has Youngstown as a three-point favorite. The game tips off at 7 on ESPNU. Looking around the country, this weekend wasn't as good as last weekend, but it still had its moments. In the top 25, number 2 Alabama lost in College Station to number 24 Texas A&M by 6. Iowa State beat number 7 Baylor easily in Waco, 73-58. Seton Hall crushed number 20 Providence in Rhode Island, 82-58. That was the second straight home loss for the Friars after Xavier beat them on Wednesday and snapped their 17-game home winning streak. It also eventually proved to be what knocked Providence off that three-line in the Big East tournament. St. John's furiously rallied against number 6 Marquette, coming back from down 10 in the final 30 seconds, but Omar Stanley missed the free throw for the Red Storm that would have tied the game, and the Golden Eagles hit one of their own to win by 2. West Virginia rallied to beat number 11 Kansas State by 8. Auburn beat number 12 Tennessee by 9. Oklahoma beat number 22 TCU by 14. 
Number nine, Texas beat number three, Kansas, by 16. And number 16, Miami, got by number 25, Pittsburgh, 78 to 76. And in the Big East, number 14, UConn, stayed hot, beating Villanova by 12 in Philadelphia. And late at night, number four, UCLA, beat number eight, Arizona, by nine. And number 18, San Diego State, won by 17 over Wyoming. Also, Duke completed their season sweep of North Carolina, beating the Tar Heels by five in Chapel Hill. Bracket Matrix does not have North Carolina in the field right now, and they still have a lot of work to do if they want to hear their name called next Sunday. As far as conference tournaments go, five teams have already clenched their bids. Four because they won their conference tournaments, and then Fairleigh Dickinson will represent the NEC because Merrimack isn't eligible. SEMO won the Ohio Valley, UNC Asheville won the Big South, Drake beat Bradley to win the Missouri Valley, and Kennesaw State is going to their first NCAA tournament ever after winning the Atlantic Sun. Tonight is conference tournament night, and there isn't a ton of star power as far as the big names go, but it's March, so you know you're always in for some good games. As far as the ranked teams go, St. Mary's plays BYU in what should be the best game of the night at 9 on ESPN, and Gonzaga plays San Francisco at 11.30 on ESPN2. No tournaments begin tonight, but we will crown two more conference champions. At 7 on ESPN, the Southern Conference plays their title game with Chattanooga and Furman squaring off, and at 7 on ESPN2, the Sun Belt pits South Alabama and Louisiana against each other. The weekend has usually been pretty good to us on Paul's Pick of the Day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, but this weekend, not so much. We started strong with Miami covering plus eight against Buffalo, but then UConn handled Nova on Saturday, and yesterday, Indiana couldn't convert from the free throw line in the closing seconds, winning by just two and failing to cover the three and a half. Tonight, I'm staying local, and I'm going to roll with Northern Kentucky plus three. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Over at Chatterbox Reds, Nick Kirby interviewed John Sadak for today's show, so be sure to go check that out. Enjoy your Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.